So, this is episode four, not five, as I thought. <laughs> it's episode four. My life's a blur. Um, where this is whiskey and wonder, uh, where we wonder about shit and drink whiskey. Something like that. Uh, I'm Megan. I'm Tyler. And we're gonna take you on a whiskey journey. Of yeah, some sort. a whiskey river journey. Hey. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I've got a little topic I'm going to talk about today that kind of relates to my day job, and uh, hopefully I don't give too much away about that. Scary. Yeah, but um, it is kind of the, I don't want to say the cutting edge, but it's it's one of the big issues facing uh, my industry. Interesting. Currently. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about, so. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think a lot of people are. Um, I'm, okay. I'm going to scare the shit out of a lot of people today. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's my favorite type of scares. Oh, yeah. And it's a pandemic scare. You know what I do, so. I know what you do, so now I'm extra scared, so. But, um, so talk to me about this whiskey first and foremost. So I just want to let y'all know before any kind of description, when, when I first smelt this thing, uh, my reaction and it was verbatim, uh, oh my fuck. Yeah, literally. We should have had it recording because it was perfect. It, yeah, I I think in the future maybe we shouldn't smell. I shouldn't. At least I shouldn't smell it until until make it a live. Yeah, reaction. make it a live thing. Um. So t- today we are drinking um screwball peanut butter whiskey, um, which is exactly what it fucking sounds like. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into when I bought it uh but i thought it sounded interesting and um i haven't tried it yet but the smell based off the smell great choice i'm pretty excited um so screwball before you get too far JK. into it though i'm sorry i i asked her <coughs> excuse me i asked before uh we started recording what notes she smelled because i i smell certain things and we decided not to share to actually share it now. So I'm curious, what do you smell? Um, I smell fucking peanut butter. That's it? Uh... <laughs> Navy is trying so hard to get it. Because it smells like peanut butter. Of course. I smell peanut butter and vanilla. Yeah? I smell one other thing, faintly. I'm excited that I can smell it because normally I don't smell that great. <laughs> I have a deviated septum, and it affects my my sniffing, <laughs> or my my sensing, not sniffing. I'm gonna be honest. I smell peanut butter and vanilla. Okay. Like I don't even smell alcohol. Oh, I oh I definitely smell the alcohol. I smell coconut. Hold on, now I need to like let it breathe for a minute. Uh, I don't I don't have any coffee. That's what you're supposed to do is coffee. Yeah. Here, smell. Uh... Dawn dish soap. Yeah, smell that. That's different. <laughs> it's mm. not coffee, but <laughs> hey, don't ask why I have a thing of Dawn dish soap and on my computer table. Okay, I still don't get coconut, but no coconut. I don't get coconut, but you know you. Oh, I definitely get some coconut. I get a even a hint of coffee in there. Maybe a toffee, coffee, something like that. I see toffee. I don't. I don't... Yeah. Here, I poured it out of the bottle, so now it's in my my tumbler. Oh, I was long, long there. Okay. Out of the bottle, I can smell more. 
Oh, okay. Well, let, let talk to me. Okay, right, now I can it? smell the alcohol. Yeah. That's, yeah, I would imagine that one. <laughs> I'm getting like a toffee. A toffee? Still no coconut. No I'm coconut? trying to I, find coconut, but I can't do it. It's a very, very small, small smell, but I, I can smell it there. Maybe it's because I'm not the biggest coconut fan, so I don't oh, know if you like coconut. I love coconut. Oh, yeah. See, I don't, so when I smell it, it's... Oh. Did you hear how redneck that came that out? Was... I don't. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, so let's start off today. Let's talk a little bit of today's the first day of the football season or the first not Thursday night game. Um, let's talk. We're a little recording bit about on a that. Sunday night, just so you guys know. Are we? <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's the first day of football, the first Sunday of football. Um, I don't. You're not the biggest football fan, are you? I don't remember honestly. No. I'm a shitty friend. <laughs> uh, baseball is more my thing. Yeah. I'll I'll like watch football and i watch the super bowl um but you don't keep up with it on a week to week no not not like i do baseball all right well let me just narrate to y'all what uh is going on in my little football world the packers won today i'm a packers fan yes in charlotte deal with it um i thought you were supposed to be like this good old boy my grandfather pulled for the packers back in the 60s so okay i'll i'll let it slide yeah no i pulled for the packers Right about the, I started pulling for the Packers right about the time the Panthers showed up. Okay. Um. In addition to that, my fantasy football team is sucking. Um, not fun, not fun at all. I had high hopes for your fantasy football team. I am. I had Leonard Fournette, which is not going to mean much to you, but anybody that listens and knows fantasy football or football in general, that's a struggle. He was one of my main backs, and uh. Kenny Galladay was my main receiver. He was out today, and I just had a couple, a couple other players. Just really, the I have two terms in my head. One is underperform, and one is shit the bed. <laughs> um, so, whichever one of those you feel more comfortable hearing in your head, that's what they did. And so, yeah, that's the state of that. Um, how All about right. the Rockies? How are the Rockies doing? I hadn't seen nothing about them. We'll talk a little baseball now. Um. Why did you say that? <laughs> uh, last I checked, which was a few days ago, last week, we were uh, down to third. Um, third in the division? Yeah. Uh, and we've, uh, it's been a struggle. Um, we played the Angels. Uh, that was their past series. We might still be actively in that series. Um, but I know at least one game the Angels... Oh, it was last night. Because I watched it. Okay. We went into um, extra innings last night. uh, And it got up to the 11th inning. And then the Angels, like, scored three runs. I I don't want to burst your bubble. Oh, shit. The Rockies are in fourth in in the division. Oh, fuck. You guys are. Oh, I thought y'all were. I thought y'all were doing good. You're 11 games out. No, we're shit. We're doing bad. We oh. started off. We started off doing amazing. That's that's what it we was. We tanked. We tanked fast. Um, yeah, cause I, I remember distinctly seeing the standings a couple days ago. Probably, I I had to work Thursday, Friday night. <laughs> Can you hear him in my? <laughs> yes. Oh, you, that is that is Bo. Bo is saying hi. He's all over Megan's lap, just breathing <laughs> right right near the microphone. 
Um, it's me being creepy. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw the standings. It had to have been Thursday night because I, I didn't catch the game Friday and Saturday. I was working uh, those nights. And they had the Dodgers, the Padres, and San Francisco had snuck in from y'all's division. So, um, yeah, the Braves are uh, holding strong at the top of the East. I believe we um, we played Miami last week, and I think they played the Nationals this weekend. But again, I didn't, I didn't see the games. I had to work, so oh, there, something beeped. There was the Nationals game because I remember I texted you because like. Uh, Atlanta murdered. That them. was that was the Marlins. Oh, was it oh, Marlins? Yeah, that's right. Let's talk about that. That was that was, that was the last game I watched. That was the Marlins. That was Thursday, and they won shit twenty nine to nine, um, which I believe was a one short of the major league record, and it was set or tied the National League record, um, which. And it set the franchise record for the Braves, which for me, you know, that was, I got to watch a piece of history, which go figure my last two seasons, I've watched every single, you know, almost every single Braves game, 150 out of 162 games. And this year is my year to stop plopping my fat ass in front of the TV and actually do things and get out and that was one of the few games I caught. So that was, I was pretty excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to see they're still leading the division. Uh, they're they're 28 and 19. I'm just kind of glancing around. Let's oh not my talk god, about the, the Dodgers are 32 and 4. Jesus Christ, the Dodgers and the Padres have great teams. Yeah, I don't uh, want to talk about it. Yeah, they're the Dodgers and the Dodgers seem to be the class of the field right now. Yeah. Um, the Braves seem to be below average as far as division leaders go but they expanded the playoffs this year hey chill out guys the dogs are going crazy all right so i think we've talked enough uh baseball a little bit of chopping rocks there that name segment kind of never took off but i like it chopping rocks chopping rocks we're, we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna make try it. to we're gonna make we're it gonna force it take off yep no lube <laughs> <laughs> ouch um all right so I guess we'll, uh, actually, you know what? I, we haven't tried the whiskey yet. No, let's, we haven't. I haven't talked about it yeah. or anything. We just smelled it. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's get a little bit of that. All right. Oh my God. That's fucking disgusting. Uh. What? Oh, it's so sweet. You shut your mouth. Oh, it's that so is sweet. delicious. <laughs> it is sweet. I will give you that. But oh my god, it tastes like it tastes like you poured syrup in my whiskey and then like globbed some peanut butter on top of it. I yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I taste a little more toffee than syrup, but it's delicious. Oh, it's so sweet, guys. I, I honestly, <laughs> oh, I'm honestly concerned about drinking this with how sweet it is, because I'm I'm doing keto right now, and I'm not supposed to be having anything sweet or carby, and we've been kind of, I've been kind of cheating with the whiskey, but I'll I'll do little tasters. I might not finish it, but uh, yeah, that was I definitely tasted toffee 
and peanut butter and sweet. So sweet. Oh, I need to. Nice. I'll try to figure out what sugar. Yeah. No. No worries. It's not that big a deal. Jesus. Um. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Apparently, Megan didn't. Nope. Oh, it's so it's too sweet, guys. I got. If you like whiskey, I don't know if you're gonna like it. It's. It's well, very desserty. Yes, it is. It's a dessert if, whiskey. Is if, that a thing? Hey, it's about to be. It's a dessert whiskey. If you. Uh, if you're like me and you haven't had sweets in a long time, it's fucking delicious. <laughs> I have such a bad sweet tooth, guys. Keto almost kills me. But it works. I lose weight on it. And I can eat meat and cheese. So I'm happy-ish. <laughs> so tell me about it. Tell me what I'm supposed to taste, what I'm supposed to smell. Um, I'm still trying to find the sugar content oh don't worry about it it's not that big a deal no yeah okay. i'll just i'll be gentle with it okay it's only a finger so i mean yeah it's not the end of the world no all right keep calm and keto on gross hey you ate quite a bit of my keto food at the and it was fucking delicious egg at the cookout it was exactly delicious i doubt my mind got all jacked up because she's trying to take a toy away from the dogs and uh, i was watching that Yes, my cookout food was delicious. Not exactly delicious. <laughs> it was exactly delicious. It was pretty pretty yummy. I, I did an all right job. There's some things I feel like I could have done better on. But that's that's a conversation for another time. Well, I liked it. Anyway. All right. Uh, Screwball is a whiskey that was created by a uh, husband and wife team. Um, so the husband's name is uh, Stephen Yang. Might be saying that wrong, but I'm going to go with Yang. It's Y-E-N-G. Ying. Yang. Sure. Ying. Yang. Yang. Yin. I don't know. <laughs> it's something. His name is something. Stephen Y. Stephen. Yeah, Stephen Y. Um, he's a Cambodian refugee and polio survivor. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, so this is a um, whiskey that originated in California, which might be why it's so freaking sweet. Uh, Ocean Beach, California. Um, and it looks like it started, uh, they own a uh, local bar and restaurant uh, known for its band of misfits and black sheep, which is why they decided to name it Screwball. Um, you said they were in Southern California? Wherever Ocean Beach is. I don't know hmm. California. I'll, That's I'll look that up. It's somewhere. Damn California. California is like huge. So it's somewhere there. I'm assuming since it's a beach, it's on the coast. Yeah, it's San, Di San Diego County. Is okay. what uh, Google says. So it's, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean. A vibrant bohemian neighborhood with a classic SoCal beach vibe is what uh, Google tells me. All right, so I'm going to read this verbatim from their website because I started to read it, and it just, I, I feel like we could get the most information just from this. And so the website says, and quote, when he first combined his favorite classics, peanut butter and whiskey, to create the most delicious shot, ugh, many snubbed their noses at this idea. Yep. But it didn't take long before it became their signature shot. He teamed up with his wife to create screwball peanut butter whiskey, and to their surprise, ended up creating something even better than the original shot. I would have hated to taste the original shot. Gross. All right. I have a question. 
Yes. This this is going to piss everybody listening off. The bottle, the logo, which we're going to post uh, a picture of to Instagram, mm-hmm. has a lamb's head on it. Yeah. Why? What it's, the fuck does that have to do with it? It's anything? a black, it's for misfits and black sheep and screwballs. Oh, black sheep. Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm dumb. Ignore me, guys. I'm over here in kindergarten trying to catch up. That's uh. okay. Uh, let's talk about these tasting notes. Yes, please. Um, Peanut butter. Yeah, that's... Peanut butter. Toffee. Saw. Next. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was in the style of Dan Cummins. Whiskey. Laudanum. Saw. Please don't sue us. <laughs> ah, he seems like a cool guy. Um, so the nose is peanut butter and ice cream. So yeah, peanut butter, vanilla. Yeah. It's, and it's, let me tell you, you smell this whiskey and it's... Peanut butter and vanilla. Peanut butter and vanilla. With a hint of coconut. I don't know why and you toffee. think coconut's there, but whatever. I smelt it. You know what they say. <laughs> he who smelt it dealt it. Uh, our uh, palate, our taste is more peanut butter, shocking, dash of vanilla, shocking, with hints of ethanol trying to push through. Okay, so peanut butter, vanilla, and alcohol. That's did what did our whiskey last week? Didn't it? Somebody say it was paint thinner and paint thinner. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What is with these descriptions? Why would you? Uh, ethan... Who's drinking ethanol? How do you know what it tastes like? I mean, it's just alcohol, right? No, I, I'll drink. I'll I, drink anything if it's gonna fuck me up enough. I I never drank ethanol. I've had moonshine. I, I don't know if that's I think ethanol. that's cl- damn close. Oh well, all right then. That uh, works. Uh, um, and the finish. Oh, the finish. Uh, ethanol weaves in and out with peanut butter and vanilla ice cream. So really, it's just peanut butter, vanilla, and ethanol. Straight through. Power. <laughs> Just power punch. Punch you in the face with peanut butter whiskey. Very interesting. Well, they definitely, it definitely punched me in the face with the peanut butter. Um, I, I will admit, um, upon first smell, I was ready to put this up in like a 7-8 range. Um, I still got to think on it. But I'll give yeah, it. We'll, yeah, we'll give it a rating we'll towards get the end. Back to it at the end. I'm gonna drink this entire finger because I spent good money on it. So I'm gonna force myself to, and maybe by the end I'll like it. It's a 35 um, ABV, so maybe I'll get a little fucked up, and it won't taste as bad anymore. Fingers crossed. Ugh. All right, so let's hop into today's little uh, topic. Yeah, what are you uh, teaching me? I am going to teach you about PFOS. PFOS? PFOS. What the fuck is PFOS? All right. So I'm going to start by going over a little bit of terminology. (laughs) Some of these words are very, very close. Um, So PFOS is spelled P-F-A-S. PFOS. Huh? No, nothing. Okay. <laughs> PFOS is spelled P-F-O-S. What the hell? PFOA is spelled P-F-O-A. And then there's a few other ones, but they're pretty... Okay, hold on. Pretty you different. got PFOS. 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 And PFOA. PFOA. Okay. And I'm going to try really, really hard to stick with those 
because I might say PFOS with PFOS because they're very, very close, and I'm going to try to correct that and try to stay on the same page. Anyway, so, again, I'm going to apologize in advance because there's a lot of words that I'm going to have to take a moment to try and pronounce. That's so, all right. So what are PFOS? <laughs> Do you have any guesses as to what a PFOS is? I'm, uh, I'm curious. I was thinking it was a German metal song, but a... Okay. <laughs> all right. No, that's not, not at no. all. Um, so oh, is it phosphorus? Something to do with phosphorus? Mm -mm. No, well, shit. No, okay. you're kind of barking up the right tree, though. All right. You're, you're at least in the forest. Um, <laughs> it's just a big fucking forest. <laughs> Bo, get out of here. Go on. Um, so PFOS stands for per and polyfluoroalkyl substances. Say that again slower for those of us who are an idiot. PFOS stands for per and polyfluoroalkyl substances. Okay. We're going into chemistry today. Oh, fuck. Okay. Which was one of my favorite subjects in college. It was one of my favorite subjects in high school. I absolutely wish that I could have been smart enough to major in chemistry. I actually wanted to be a geochemist. I that's what I wanted to do when I came out of college. Anyway, so what are PFOS? Um, like I said, per and polyfluoroalkyl substances. It's a group of about 4,700 chemicals, all of which are man-made and used in various industries and products globally. Okay, like, like Coca-Cola? No. Okay. We'll get into that later. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> the primary use is to create a fluoropolymer coating that resists oil, grease, heat, stains, and water. Okay. What does that mean? That these chemicals resist oil, grease, heat, stain, <laughs> and water. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Uh, we'll get into... Just, it's so just, helpful. Yes, we'll, we'll get into all this. Um, so... PFOS, what, what you need to take away right now is PFOS is a category of 4,700 chemicals. Okay. PFOS is a category. AS, PFAS is the whole category. 4,700. 4,700. All is a category. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Now we're going to get into some specifics. The most well known PFOS chemicals are. Perfluorooctane sulfonic acid, PFOS. You want me to say that one again? Yep. <laughs> You're really trying me with these fucking words. I practiced, and I feel like I'm doing good so far. You're doing really good. I just, it's going in one ear and out the other. And this is all one word, by the way. And then sulfonic acid are two separate words. Perfluorooctane sulfonic acid. Okay, perfluoro... Fuck, I already lost it. Perfluorooctane sulfonic acid. Okay. Just PFOS. PFOS. PFOS is a lot easier. PFOS, got that. Yep. Okay, and there's PFOS. There's PFOA, which is perfluorooctanoic acid. And then Gen X. Gen X is a little bit easier to say. Gen and, X, yeah, hey. Yeah. Not the Gen X from two podcasts ago. Oh. Different different Gen X. 
Um, so uh, PFOS, the group, is sometimes called the forever chemicals due oh. to the strength of the chemical structure. So like they don't go away. That allows the compounds to be very resistant to breaking down in the environment or wildlife. Oh, cool. So this is You're putting destroying. two and two together already. Is, I see it on your oh face. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Because you know interested. what I do. I know. What you, I'm yes. super interested. All right. Oh, yeah. I figured you would be. Hold All on. Right. All right. Hold on, guys. Buckle in. Yep. Hold I'm, on to your butts. I'm about to scare a bunch of people. I'm already scared. All right. So I'm going to give you a brief history. <clears throat> in 1938, a gentleman named Roy Plunkett who worked in the New Jersey DuPont facility DuPont. accidentally yep he accidentally discovered polytetrafluoroethylene PTFE um, he was attempting to create oh i made a typo there i got to fix it it's going to drive my ocd crazy he was <laughs> attempting to create a new chlorofluorocarbon refrigerant but somehow during the experiment the tetrafluoroethylene gas stopped flowing. These fucking words are going to drive me crazy. <laughs> that the tetrafluoroethylene gas stopped flowing, but he was measuring it by weight, and the weight signified that the substance was still present in the bottle. And he realized this, and he basically was like, he decided to cut the bottle open. To see what was happening. Doesn't seem like the most scientific that's, thing to yeah, do if you're experimenting. Very smart, but, but it's 1938, so I guess I'll cut him some slack. <laughs> um, so once he had the bottle open, he realized that it was coated with a slippery, waxy material, and he analyzed. And he touched it. it. Uh, yeah. I hope. Uh, I mean, he's probably wearing gloves. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just I'm I mean, picturing was, him like. That was a joke. It's 1938. They don't have gloves. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably touched the analyze, I'm sure. Um, this material, uh, he analyzed it and discovered it to be polymerized perfluoroethylene. And so by 1945, PTFE was patented under the name Teflon. Why by... do I know that name? Because Teflon's like your... It doesn't stick to stuff. It's like your nonstick pans or Thank Teflon you. pans. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, I know that word. Yeah. Teflon. So uh, it, it became, it was patented under the, the trade name Teflon by Kinetic Chemicals, which was a partnership company between DuPont and General Motors. And by 1948, they had produced approximately 2 million pounds of Teflon. Um, a couple early uses for Teflon is that it was used on the Manhattan Project uh, to coat valves and seals for the pipes that held the highly re highly reactive uranium hexafluoride. Um, shortly thereafter, DuPont introduced nonstick Teflon-coated cookware. And in the following decade, the use of PFOS became very common. So this was like the original discovery of PFOS. That is a, I'm pretty sure... That is a PFOS chemical, the PTFE, the polytetrafluoroethylene. That's really the only right. time it's going to come up to that specific one is going to come up because he discovered it. I think that's like the discovery of the group. So let's get a little bit into, well, 
get out of here, dude. Um, so let's get a little bit into where they're found and what they're found in. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> over the years, actually over the decades, various PFOS chemicals went on to be added to a number of consumer goods throughout the following decade. Oh. I already said decades. Anyway, I'm trying to read from a script and improvise from the script too. It's not working. Uh, various PFOS chemicals went on to be added to a number of consumer goods throughout the following decades. Pause. I just got to laugh at what happened for a minute. You guys are not going to see this, but I've got, uh, we're wearing headphones so we can hear each other. And Navia comes over and puts her head down and catches the cord of my headphones. And my head just pulls completely to the left. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, we're the uh, anyway. <laughs> hot mess so, productions. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. If I ever start a production company, copyright. I'm copywriting that. Fuck <laughs> all y'all people. Trademark. Yeah, <laughs> trademark. Um, dibs. I got dibs. Um, so, yeah, over the decades, um, PFOS chemicals went into uh, all sorts of consumer goods like fast food wrappers, personal care products, cosmetics. Waxes, paints, cleaning products, stains, water-resistant clothing, stain-resistant furniture, stain-resistant carpet, cardboard, pizza boxes, food, water, and many others. Yes, I said food and water. Like the stuff you put in your body. Yeah, like corn. What the? Okay. I don't like this topic mm. very much. Yep, oh, this is scary. Yeah, I told you I'm going to scare the shit out of a bunch of people. All right, so... <clears throat> Like I said, food and water as well. Um, since PFOS don't break down in the environment because of the the chemical bond, the way it's structured, it's a very, very strong bond. They don't break down. They're easily transported in water, which results in contamination of ground and surface waters. Now you see how it ties into my other work? Um <laughs> These are typically isolated to a specifically a specific facility, however, that has a high concentration of PFOS at the site. For example, like uh, you find it sometimes because this is a, a product that is, uh, if I go back up here, it uh, resists oil, grease, heat, stains, and water. You find it in firefighting foam. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But in areas where firefighters train and use this foam all the time, you find high contamination from PFOS and PFOA. I'm sorry, PFOS and PFOA. That see, like I said, it's fucking hard to get this shit, get this shit right sometimes. Um, uh, another place you see it is airports because they also have firefighter training facilities on most airports. I mean, that makes sense. Um, you can also see it in places like wastewater treatment plants and other manufacturing that the equipment used in the manufacturing was contains PFOS. It's it. Yeah. It's everywhere. Essentially. Um, like I said, as training occurs at the firefighting places and whatnot, the, the sites get contaminated over, over time. It ends up in the soil and the surrounding groundwater, potentially in surface, water uh if a rain event occurs with runoff um as far as finding it in food um if it's in the soil it can be transported into the food it's grown in um it's also found in the packaging for food um in the equipment that process the food and like i said the soils that grow the food 
All right, so I'm just never going to eat anything ever again. I'm going to give a little spoiler alert now, so pause and skip 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this. I guarantee you have it in you. Fuck. Already. <laughs> You're fucked. I'm fucked. Fucked. You know. I put fucked in air quotes. Anyway, I think that's about 15 seconds. I'm going to take a drink of wood. Oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to drink too much of this. <laughs> You're going to drink the entire finger. I bought that damn whiskey. It's disgusting. I like it. I'm glad you like it. I almost want to make you drink mine too, but you're mm, on keto. No. Yeah, no, no. I'll I'll finish mine, but that's it. That's pushing keto. Um, oh, it's so gross. <laughs> okay. Um, with PFAS being found in the food and water, it means at some point humans are probably ingesting them. Um, we're going to talk about health concerns, but first, I think it's a good time that we uh, check out. Like I said, I mentioned some of the most more common. PFOS chemicals, PFOS, PFOA, Gen X. Mm -hmm. We'll take a look at those and get a little, a couple more details on those. All right. Tell me. So. Teach me. We're going to start with PFOS. P-F-O-S. Um, like I said earlier, the name for PFOS is perfluorooctane sulfonic acid. Uh, PFOS began being produced in 1949 by 3M and became the primary ingredient in Scotchgard. And several of 3M's stain repellents. Okay. Um, in 1997, 3M detected traces of PFOS in blood samples from blood banks across the world. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Uh, across the world. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that, <clears throat> that tells you this stuff's spreading badly. Um. Some sources that I saw, and I tried to limit my sources to... <laughs> Megan just took a sip of whiskey, if y'all couldn't tell. Sorry. <laughs> it's so gross. Um, I'll um, try to do that from a, away from the mic next yeah, time. Yeah, it's fine. No worries. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Um, guys, I got squirrel brain. <laughs> um, squirrel? Oh, yeah. Um it's all across the world, and some sources suggest that 3M was aware uh, that it was in people's blood as far back as the 1970s. Of course they were. They're um, a corporation. They give zero fucks. But I tried very hard. Like I said, some sources say that. I tried very hard to stay with... If, uh, I'll go ahead and give my sources now. The FDA.gov, the EPA.gov, the CDC.gov, New York's New York Times.com, and the American Waterworks Association website. And I also got one hippy dippy website, the it's ewg.org. Hippy dippy yep. website. Yeah. So I I tried to stay with legitimate unbiased yeah. sources. It sounds like most of them are unbiased except your hippy dippy website. That's why I said some sources say <laughs> because it, I think it's very good to look at it from both perspectives. And especially... A lot uh, of people do not do that. So. A lot of people don't. And quite frankly, in my job, I've got to be careful how I word things now. Part of my job is seeing these sort of things from both sides. Seeing that makes the sense. environmental concern, but also understanding 
a business has a reputation and has secrets that they're not willing that to makes disclose. Sense. Yeah. So I get that in certain cases. Okay, I get that. This is not one of those cases. I will <laughs> I will say that. I, I want to let everybody know there's recently been a big hubbub with my job with a company and it's I again I see both sides of it. Is this the thing I sent you? Yes, it is. Okay. Thing, but I'm not going to say what No, we're is. not going to say mm-hmm. anything else. I just was wondering it's, if it's the thing I sent you. It's one of those things where I have to see both sides. I have to respect the company, but I also have to respect the environment and what's going on because companies... It's a double-edged sword. It, it is It is a very fine line, and unfortunately, I'm the one that gets griped at by everybody. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I win. Good job. <laughs> anyway, um, so... Like I said, um, PFOS found in blood bank blood banks across the world, um, potentially as far back as 1970s. Um, uh, in 1999, the U.S. EPA began investigating PFOS, and by May of 2000, had pressured 3M into phasing both PFOS and PFOA and the related compounds out of use um in addition to scotch guard fuck another typo jesus christ sorry no, guys my, my no one else OCD. can see your yeah, typos I know, I know but i have ocd it's gonna bother me um in addition to scotch card scotch guard pfos was used to make aviation hydraulic fluid semiconductors textiles paper varnishes leather metal surfaces cleaning products and along with pfoa firefighting foams uh, one thing that I just realized as I was reading that, uh, it actually leather is what made me remember. I forgot to include it in my notes, and so I'll say it here. Um, despite the U.S. EPA, uh, what was the word I used? Uh, pressuring them into phasing these these compounds out, they're still perfectly legal in China. China has done nothing about these chemicals. Okay. So, and I did see in my research, and I, if I was better at this, I would have fucking written it down. Um, the EPA, the US EPA, uh, allows, I believe it was 60 or 70 PFOS chemicals to be imported into the US. Um, with that being said, though, it's not, that's, they're doing a lot more now than they ever have uh, about these chemicals. So I would be pretty, I'm, I'm pretty confident in the EPA and what they're doing. I feel like if they're letting it in, it's fairly safe, or at least they're, they've got studies that somewhat show it's safer than whatever else is out there. All right. We'll talk more about that later. All right. So the next one we're going to go over is PFOA. That's a little bit easier. I'm not going to get that one confused with the other two because it's got a uh at the end. <laughs> uh, PFOA again stands for perfluorooctanoic acid. Uh, so again, in 1947, 3M again began producing PFOA, but began selling it in 1951 to DuPont, who purchased it in order to use it in its manufacturing of Teflon. So I guess, like I said earlier, the guy invented. Teflon and PFOS, uh, I'm sorry, PFOA. PFOA goes into it 
in the process, in the manufacturing process, or maybe it was a cheaper way of making it. Um, so basically, it switched to PFOA for Teflon. Uh, DuPont internally referred to this as the, the material as C8. Um, in 1968, similar to PFOS, PFOA was detected in the blood of consumers. And by 2000, again, the EPA had pressured 3M to stop producing PFOA. Um, so a noteworthy case, uh, a noteworthy event in all this history is the court case by Rob Billet. Um, Billet was a corporate environmental lawyer, ironically, who typically worked for defending large chemical companies. Okay. Yeah, ironic. Uh, but he received a call. He had a familial connection, like he was like his grandparents lived in this small town in West Virginia, where this farmer kept having his cows die. Um, oh, and so it was like, my neighbor's grandson's a lawyer. Why don't you call him about your case? Kind of deal. You know how? Well, maybe you don't know how small town life works, but that's the way small town life works. I get it. Yeah. So. I've anyway. listened to enough small town murder. I get it. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so he was a he was a corporate environmental lawyer, and he received a call from a West Virginia farmer who he his relatives knew, um, who said his cows were constantly dying, and he was suspecting it had something to do with the Dupont chemical plant that was nearby. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of this, and I'll tell you why shortly. Um, but just to make a long story short, in 2000. Uh, Mr. Billet won a court case that forced DuPont to release all documentation on PFOA. Oh, my God. Which included over 110,000 documents, reports, and even some confidential medical surveys. Medical? Related to PFOAs dating back to the 1960s. So, I'm not going to get crazy into this lawsuit because there's a great great documentary on it on netflix called the devil we know uh, i'm pretty sure it's still on netflix um i watched it on there last year and it does a great job of telling that story uh, i would highly recommend watching it and i will say um and this kind of goes back to what i was talking about earlier it's biased in my opinion it's very hippy dippy naturey um in this sense, though, I think it's a good thing. Uh, but go in knowing it is biased. Um, I'm sure... I mean, I know DuPont had a reason for what they were doing. It's called profit. Um, but as somebody who invests in stocks, I see the other side of that, too. So I, I don't want the environmental... I don't want the environment polluted, but I, as, as a stockholder, I wouldn't want the company to lose me profits either. But, you know, that... that at the end of the day, as Americans, we vote with our money. And do you want to vote for a company that's potentially doing that or not? So mm. that that's for individuals to decide. Um, I stand with the hippy dippies. Yeah, in in this case, I stand with the hippy dippies. I wouldn't want uh, I wouldn't put my money in Dupont or, as we'll soon find out, Kimmers. Um, yeah, I checked on Netflix. I added it to my Netflix queue. It is uh, still on there. That documentary. I believe it won a uh, Sundance Film Award. Film Award. 
I have no idea, but it's uh, on my queue, so I'll watch that yeah. probably tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Like I said, I tend to go into every one of those documentaries like that on Netflix a little skeptical because obviously it's going to be biased one way or the other, and I I try to avoid. Obviously, by my sources, I try to avoid bias. I think that's a big problem we have in today's society. Anyway, let me get off my high horse now. Um, so, like I said, this court case got him to release 110,000 doc- 110, documents, reports, and uh, medical surveys related to PFOA. Uh, PFOA. Um, this released a ton of info, exposed how DuPont had knowingly polluted the water, um, you all right there? <laughs> yep. Didn't realize the chair went back that far. Thought oh, okay. I was uh, about to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they it, it, it basically exposed how DuPont had knowingly polluted the waters, um, including the Ohio River, near Parkersburg, West Virginia, since the 1980s. Um, and do you want a spoiler on the thing? No, nah, I'm not going to spoil it. You, no, watch, you, go, you guys go watch the documentary. They do a real good job of it. Um, so... As stated uh, previously, uh, the use of PFOS and PFOA have been phased out. However, a similar compound has replaced them starting in 2009. Gen X is a short-chain PFOS, whereas PFOS and PFOA are long-chain PFOS. The difference Thank you. <laughs> between the two is the number of carbon molecules in the compound. Less than six carbons is considered a short chain, and more than six or more is considered a long chain. So, currently, Gen X is being produced by Kimmers, a DuPont spinoff company in Fayetteville, North Carolina, <laughs> along the Cape Fear River. Which, I don't know if you remember this, but a couple years ago, we got a couple hurricanes that flooded the Cape Fear River in Wilmington. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Fun. Mm. Um, Great. Yeah. So, Kimmers has actually recently come under fire by uh, the NCDEQ, who... What is that? For anybody that does not know, is the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality. That's okay. like the North Carolina State EPA, essentially. Okay. Um. They're under fire by the DEQ for releasing Gen X into the Cape Fear, oh which God. is the drinking source for Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, my God. Where I have been on vacation and drank the water. So <laughs> I got it. Do you know how many people live in Wilmington? <laughs> well, yeah, a ton. But just imagine how many people worldwide have this. Oh, my God. Think about the products it's in. Oh, my God. Nonstick cooking just that's one product i do you know anybody that does not have a nonstick cooking pan no i don't that's that's terrifying and we aren't even like halfway through i continue please uh, yeah we're about we're about a two-thirds of the way through okay continue yeah. please um so uh like i said it's produced in fayetteville they've been releasing it to the cape fear river which is a drinking source for wilmington where I've been, I don't know if you've ever been, but I've been. I've drank the water there. <laughs> I've drank the Kool-Aid, baby. Um, so several lawsuits are currently ongoing over permit violations, and DEQ, the NCDEQ, has forced Kimmers to stop discharging all fluorinated compounds into the river in 2017. Just in 2017? Just in 2017. This is, I told you, this is cutting edge. Like, this is, 
In uh, mm-hmm. in 2019, Kimmers was ordered by a North Carolina judge to provide drinking water filtration systems, monitor the Gen X air emissions, and study river sediment for PFAS. So they're... The agencies are trying to rein it in, but the unfortunate... I'm sorry. The unfortunate thing about it, and I don't think a lot of people... People want instant gratification, and it just does not happen that way, unfortunately. We, you know, it takes time to understand the effects of these studies, especially if you really sit down and consider DuPont's been doing this since the 1960s. That is long-term, long-term studies, and we just got really essentially since that court case started getting data on these things we're only 20 years wow it, and, jesus and guys short short change just came in in 2009 so we're 11 years from those like we we just don't it takes time to do a long-term study and unfortunately people want instant gratification so that's part of this problem in my opinion is just the reality the expectations are not consistent with reality, at least by the general public. And that's, um, I don't want to say an unsolvable problem. It's just a shitty, shitty situation currently. Like it, it, it will get better as technology advances, but we're limited. Um, so there's another short chain that is used uh it's called pfbs i don't know i don't have a nice little name for that because it doesn't have a vowel um it is perfluorobutane sulfonic acid um it's another short chain pfos compound and it's the compound that has replaced pfos in scotchgard pfbs has a much shorter half-life in humans than pfos um i believe uh, it was uh, four days, if I remember correctly. Um, it still doesn't break down in the environment. Um, as with many other short-chain PFAS, the health effects are being studied. And that's part of this this whole situation is, like, we're still studying these effects. We're studying the previous ones, PFOS and PFOS and PFOA. The ones that have been phased out, we're still studying them. Because people have been exposed for 40 years, and they're turning 60 now, and you know um so let's talk about some of the health effects um i don't want to do this <laughs> so what are some of the health effects you might ask oh fuck these chemicals uh are still being studied and tested uh but thanks to rob billet's lawsuit we do have some data that uh dupont gather on pfo specifically in some of the secret medical studies they did, DuPont observed that in rats, rabbits, and Megan, you're going to love this, dogs. No! PFOA could increase the size of the liver, that the compound bonds to the plasma in blood, resulting in high concentrations of uh, PFOA in the worker's uh, blood at the Parkersburg, West Virginia production plant. Uh, uh-uh. 3M also was doing some research on these chemicals and discovered that ingesting the compound caused birth defects in rats all of this information was discovered and withheld from the public and the epa i don't like it dupont 
went so far as to establish a safety limit for drinking water, which was one part per billion, and found that the nearby waters were three times, some of them were three times that limit, and the air discharges from the factory that had particles in it were settling well beyond their property line. Oh my God. But I again, don't like this. didn't disclose that information. Oh my God. Um, by 1991, DuPont was aware that PFOA caused multiple forms of cancer in lab mice and potential DNA damage. DNA damage? Potential. That's the problem with a lot of these, a lot of the sources I found is it was very, it potentially does this. It potentially, so every symptom I'm saying is a potentially does. Oh my God. Because we haven't had the time to To, to see it. And it's so complicated, mm. we haven't, yeah, exactly. So that's, these are all potential side effects. Um, In in a 1993 inter-office memo, someone at DuPont, and I, this is, this is a quote I found, but I would like to see the context in it. I could not find context for this. Uh, I don't remember if the documentary has it, but I think the documentary has this quote in it. It says in an inner office memo, DuPont stated that for the first time we have a viable candidate. And that's the quote. For the first time we have a viable candidate. Now, everything... Uh, where I saw it said it's in terms of a replacement compound that appeared to be less toxic. But I would like to see the context of that. Just because that's not that direct quote, that could be talking about a viable candidate for a job. <laughs> you know, it could be it could be something it could be anything. misconstrued. So it's very vague. So that one I'm a little hesitant to even put in here. But I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, I tried to use unbiased sources so it was on there i'm pretty sure the the documentary goes into a little more detail on that and would have context um, because i remember they showed a lot of like screen grabs of documents but anyway um dupont uh like i said for the first time we have a viable candidate in terms of a replacement compound that appeared to be less toxic but dupont decided not to make the switch because of the risk of affecting profits <laughs> fuck you dupont dupont got concerned enough with the health effects of the waste it was producing that it bought land and created a landfill to dump the waste this landfill you, DuPont. drained into the farmer's land who called billet and started the fuck lawsuit. you dupont fuck it, you and jeff gordon too Wow. Ooh, throwing the Gordon hate on there. Damn. Um, it, the landfill draining onto his property resulted in his cows dying. Um, according to the U.S. CDC, PFOS may affect reproduction, growth and development, thyroid function, the immune system, and injure the liver. The EPA website has very similar health effects, but some sources state that PFOS can cause multiple types of cancer, increased cholesterol, and endocrine disruption. You motherfuckers. And again, that was one source that was very hippy-dippy that said all that. So <laughs> I don't know. All, all the rest of them were pretty non-committal. It was very much like it might cause these five or six things, but we're not sure yet. Okay, I still don't. I don't like the chance. Yeah, no, I I I, I understand. I'm um, very scared. Um, so 
Um, sorry, I dropped something. So what's being done? Um, the CDC has been measuring uh, PFOS levels back to the overall group uh, since 1999. Uh, in one studies, scientist in one study, scientists found four PFOS present in the majority of people tested, suggesting that there's a widespread exposure in the U.S. Um, and I don't, I couldn't find a source for it, but I remember they said it in the documentary. I'm 99% sure that PFOS uh, have been found in the blood of people around the world in remote areas that would never have contact with. Fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much we all have it. If you don't have it now, you're going to have it. It's out there floating in the water. It's out there in the dirt. You're going to eat something with it. Embrace it. Everybody's got to die of something. I don't want to <laughs> die of PFOS. You won't. You'll die of cancer or swelling <laughs> liver or <laughs> thyroid misfunction. Ugh, uh, I don't like it. So uh, let's see here. Uh, with everything that I've said, however, since it was uh, phased out, PFOA and PFOS levels have dropped in the U.S. by more than 60 and 80% respectively. That's good. That is very good. It's very good. I like that. With the phasing out of long-chain PFOS, short-chain compounds, as I said, have taken their place, and there's health and environmental studies currently being done on both long and short-chain so that we better... Long and short-chain so that we better understand them. Uh, my Hippy Dippy website said that short-chains... And they used the word potentially, but it was like, if if they could have, it would have been in very, very, very small writing. <laughs> you could just tell that was the tone they took. Uh, they were saying that short-chain PFOS could be uh, have potentially worse health effects, essentially. So, uh, honestly, it's bad, but it's... It's bad. That's it's, just... it's bad, but it could be a lot worse because of the fear of the unknown. I think, I, I want to say it that way. We know if this stuff has negative effects. Listen, there's a reason why so many people are scared of death and it's fear of the unknown. Exactly. Fuck that shit. It's, it's, this stuff is, it's bad, but we're doing, you know, the, EPA, CDC, everybody's doing, the government's doing the best they can to understand this. This is relatively new. Like I said, it's cutting edge in my field. Um, wow. I know uh, poor poor Wilmington got hit hard um, by Gen X. Kimmers is, Kimmers is getting hammered pretty, pretty good for... Wow. For discharging that but yeah so hopefully i scared the shit out of everybody uh i'm fucking I, terrified i actually uh i'm shitty at this and i had another topic i wanted to talk about another paragraph that i forgot to um <laughs> i forgot to include because I, <laughs> I was in a little bit of a rush anyway um there are things you can do you can get uh certain types of filters to filter them out um but i i don't i don't know what price they are but i'd imagine they're expensive um, but quite frankly, like I said, at this point, they've been around since the 40s, 50s, 60s. They're in all sorts of products. Anything that's stain-resistant, non-stick, water-resistant, anything like that. 
the shirt I'm wearing right now is water resistant. You got. How long you had that shirt? It's fucking probably a hey, few less than, years. Less than ten years. Yeah, you you probably got Gen X on you. Oh my god. <laughs> you ever Scotch guard anything? Yep. You ever Scotch guard anything before two thousand nine? Yep. Guess what? You just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ever eat at McDonald's? Oh God, I don't want to say yes, but yeah, I have like every other American. Oh God, this is delicious. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm one of the people that like McDonald's. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> you and your keto diet need to calm down. Hey, I can go there and get a double quarter plain and toss the bun and live life luxuriously. You would eat just the meat. I do it regularly. Oh my god. Okay. I get it with a fork. I'm not a savage. <laughs> Just eat it with your fingers. Fuck it at that point. It's greasy. I gotta drive. <laughs> it's well, never mind. I was gonna say something, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but anyway, that is uh your daily dose of envir- environmental paranoia. Um, Thanks. I hope uh, I hope I've scared everybody shitless, and I hope knock on wood. All this was on like the FDA, the EPA, CDC government. You know, New York Times actually. Uh, that was something I wanted to mention. They had a a very good write up, a very good uh, article on the lawsuit as well. Um, it details how the lawyer billet knew the farmer like very 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 distantly like a family member friend um but yeah they had a good write-up at uh new york times a couple facts came from the american water works association um so this is all out there on the internet i don't think dupont or kimmers or 3m can sue us but please don't yeah i have nothing i don't either you don't want anything i have like two dollars in my bank account yeah it's (laughs) yeah like i said i'm pretty sure nothing can be done this is all out there on the internet yeah. It's public record because yeah, okay. of courts and whatnot. So, yeah. Well, any, any, either way, please don't sue us. Whether you're Dupont or Dan Cummins for using your whiskey laudanum saw bit earlier. You know? Oh, it was one time. <laughs> now twice. No, you just mentioned it. That wasn't using it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about this fucking whiskey that probably has PFOS in it. I. I, I I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> that. That caught me off guard. Um, I noticed you all but finished yours. Yep, I had uh, to get it down because I was fortunate. I, yep. All right. So uh, my fortunate, final verdict. Fortunate down no lube. Is <laughs> ouch. Uh, my fir- final verdict uh, for screwball peanut butter whiskey and please don't sue us. Uh, is it's disgusting. <laughs> Everybody, everybody in the future, please don't sue yes. us. <laughs> From now until the end of time, we're going to give our honest review of things. And Tyler liked it, so... I I did. I I wouldn't... And <laughs> I, I need to take another sip. I've only had the first sip and then a second sip because I've been... Obviously, I've been telling y'all, He's scaring the talking. shit out of y'all. I've been trying to down it so it goes away. I would give it... Ah, the first sip was glorious. The second sip was, I'll say it this way. The first sip was like a solid eight and a half. The second sip was like a five. (laughs) And the third sip was like a four and a half. Please don't sue us. Shit. I I would go, it's a five out of ten. 
Five out of ten. Okay, I'm gonna go with it's a um, it's a one out of ten. You're gonna you're gonna say don't sue us because I said it was a five <laughs> and you're giving it a one. Uh, I if you like dessert whiskey, you might like this. If you like peanut butter and ethanol, you might like this whiskey. I still don't taste the ethanol. I get uh, I just get peanut butter and toffee. My mouth taste. still tastes like peanut butter, and uh, I get the. That's so weird because I get the toffee sitting. The toffee is what stays with me. Oh, the peanut butter staying with me. It might be because it's just so much peanut butter. I just wow. that, That's so weird how our taste buds are different because I don't think it's that much peanut butter. I think it's more toffee than peanut butter. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. That's why we do this podcast. Exactly. Guys. Trying different things and comparing. Different taste buds. I'm teaching each other new things. Things that are going to make me stay up at night and sob into my pillow, you know. <laughs> Usual. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, I I think that uh, about wraps wraps it up. Where can they find us? What What's our, uh, what's our deets? So email us at uh, whiskeyandwonder at gmail.com. Um, you can email us uh, suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover. You can email us to tell us uh, how wrong we are about the peanut butter whiskey, how it's your favorite whiskey in the entire world. Um, you can email us your favorite tobacco flavor. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Let us know. Yeah, I like cigars. I like tobacco. Shoot that email over. Megan, forward me those. <laughs> I'll make sure you get those. Um I I said that I'm I oh god that sounded like you're my secretary I'm sorry <laughs> clear my schedule for the day I'm Book just me in around charge of the social media because you're fifty thousand years old yeah so. I I don't do social media guys I I might have one page maybe if you I don't interact with us on social media you're talking to me I'm sorry I'll let Tyler know you're yeah. talking to us and occasionally but... I might uh, say something witty to Megan. That she may or may not post. I might post it. I might not. It depends on how appropriate or inappropriate it is. I can be an asshole. All right. Well, uh, um, I reckon that's it. Do we have anything else? Did we get any kind of new oh. social media, anything going on? Like a um, Patreon? Our, Do we have a Patreon set up? Not yet, because not yet? I suck okay. at my job. Uh, that's all right. I suck at mine. I haven't edited a single episode yet. <laughs> um, but by the time uh, this is aired, yes, we will have a Patreon. We'll have a PayPal set up. Um, we are on Instagram. I do have a couple of posts up on Instagram already. They have all of two likes, one from each of our accounts. <laughs> hey, hey, I did a social media. <laughs> you, you did a social media. Good job. Um, our uh, Instagram is at Whiskey Podcast. Uh, you can find us there. We'll post our uh, pictures of the whiskeys we're trying and any uh, information we uh, provide to you in our uh, episodes. Um, do we have a... I feel like Bo and Navia have become characters on this because I talk to them all the time. Just talk all the and, time about them. Yeah, well, the, Bo gets right over here in my lap, basically. And um, anyway, do we have a picture of them up there? I think we should put a picture. Uh, I will upload a picture of them up there so that you guys can see what our idiot fur babies look like. And they're just the best fur babies in the world. And if anyone touches them, I'll murder them. Second. Um <laughs> And I just want to say, you know, as things go, of course, they're both knocked the fuck out right as we end. Yeah. Like, all right, we'll be quiet now, guys. Yep. I took all the toys away and they still found two toys. I'm now sitting on them. 
Both of them? Both of them. That's why they're knocked out. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, All right. Well, I guess that um, does it for now. Uh, you yeah. want to do a teaser about next week, or do you have the topic yet? Or I have a couple of different topics, okay. so I don't know which one it's going to be. But after this horrific topic, um, I think I might do something a little bit more lighthearted. Because, right. uh, holy fuck. Yeah. Please, please, please email us topics, because I'm running out. <laughs> Megan I'm, seems to be pretty good, but I'm running out. I have several topics and ideas uh, going on, and I can find more with a quick Google search, but Tyler is struggling. I am not creative like that. I'm going to have to start giving you topics, aren't I? Maybe. Fuck. Maybe not. Maybe. I mean, Listen, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I want this podcast to do well, Tyler. <laughs> I am I am committed to <laughs> helping in some form, whether that be you just teach me and I do all the editing or whatever. <laughs> whatever ends up happening. But we'll do something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're gonna suck at this at first, but we're making it. Hey, yep. Episode four. Five guys. Four, four. Three. Two. <laughs> blast off. Goodbye. Uh, oh wait, no, we have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> we're whiskey and wonder. Yep. Catch us um here. Yeah. Wherever you catch us at. Yeah, uh, rate us five stars, please. Help yes. us out. Yeah, subscribe, rate us, all that good jazz. Yeah, and uh, don't drink and drive. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Let's go. Let's do it.